Welcome to Sneaky Athletic, your favorite podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to touch on the tragic death of Kobe Bryant. Um, there's been a lot out there, but I guess we'll give our give our little pay our little respects and and then uh, kind of move on. We don't want to don't want to drag on too much, but uh, obviously a great player. Um, we're going to try to get back into our regular segments. Um, beef lifestyle, what the feed, Google this, uh, and then just kind of have some Super Bowl talk. Uh, go over a little bit of NFL news and then talk some bets. Before we get to all that, let me give a word from our sponsors, Fertilized Service Company. Uh, you guys know that they're already the best in the business and it, it's, they're really second to none. Like it's, it's just no competition even comes close. Uh, so if you need them and you're in the Northwest Missouri area, you hit them up at 660-686-2402 for that good shit. They're off Highway 59 in Fairfax Mo, and as always, they're keeping God's country as good as she grows. All right, let's get started. Mild my soul, I gave it all. But loving you was never easy. Well, if you uh, live under a rock and somehow haven't heard, Kobe Bryant tragically passed away this weekend, uh, Sunday morning, in a helicopter crash. And uh, there's been an outpour of respect from not only people in the uh, basketball NBA world, but every every facet of 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 like from business to NBA to just fans to even Kobe haters, people are just showing so much respect. And I think that's how you know that Kobe left a legacy that many people, many people don't. I think the fact that the haters came around probably shows more than anything because people who are dogging Kobe all the time or have huge arguments against Kobe come in and were like, you know, Mamba mentality, the greatest scorer. They see that, you know, their favorite player isn't Kobe and they see the things that they want to see about why that person's better, but they can respect how great Kobe was in his entirety. I mean, he's in that conversation of the greatest all time. I think you have to, because no matter who your favorite player is, Kobe's one of their favorite players. That's a good point. Yeah. Like that's that's how I always looked at it with like cuz I'm I've obviously been a LeBron guy my whole life and it's not that I I, mean, I didn't really hate Kobe but I wasn't like a huge fan of him but you know later in my life I slowly realized like how much LeBron respects him. Oh and, yeah. And like treated him as not only as a great friend but a role model and an idol um and someone to aspire to be on and off the court. So uh it it was just like it was really cool to see I mean the what everyone was saying and and just the the amount of respect that was given to him over the course of the last forty eight hours. Jordan would never. Jordan would never get that. Oh yeah. So Jordan has the same respect and how players modeled their game, but he never put in that time and effort for that individual interaction with the players in today's NBA. 
you know, he like he got out and yeah, he was I mean, gone. He, but he, he was, was done. Yeah, he. I don't know. It was it was different. It was 03 when he left. It was a different time in the NBA. When Kobe left, it was 2016, and the game was very modern. And Jordan kind of faded off, whereas Kobe, like, he still had that 60 that last game. I think Jordan had a big game to end his career, but he was with the Hornets. It was like Kobe was ending with the Lakers. Probably the Bobcats, honestly. And, yeah, whatever they were. Um, and he got voted in the All-Star game, I think, that last year. He won one of the MVPs close to the end. But, I mean, he was just so respected on and off the court. And what, I mean, basically what I knew him as these last couple months was more Kobe the dad, Kobe the coach, Kobe the off the court. Like, I don't know. It, it took me by surprise just because I was looking at Kobe as somebody who was like untouchable and was like immortal. Like he was going to be sitting courtside at Laker games every now and again and then eventually watching his daughter in the WNBA, like at some point in time. Like it was going to be something that I was just like, oh, yep, I'll, I'll see Kobe forever. And it'll be like Kobe LeBron. That'll be something that. I'll have to, I'll be able to talk about forever. I think we all took it for granted. Yeah. I think we all took his But I, I don't think he life. took I don't think he took life for granted though. And I think that's part of the reason why he's such a big icon. Yeah. Uh I mean for he sure. literally broke Twitter. Yeah. Like when you first told me, I, I think I had the same reaction that everybody did. It was like, that's not real. Because the first thing you said is you were like, Well, TMZ's reported Lil Wayne dead three times. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Like, and Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And it's like, so that's just. Or not, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog I'm the sorry. Bounty Hunter, yeah. yeah. It was like, so that's just not real. And then my phone just started blowing up of everybody being like, are you seeing this? Is this real? And then Twitter, when Woj tweeted that tweet out, that it was confirmed that he was in that crash, it literally, like, my Twitter wasn't loading. Like, it shut down. It wasn't working. That's how many people were trying to get on there to figure out what was going on. I took everything that Woj said as gospel, and I think that it's such a great use of journalism on his part and platform and really shows not only has Woj earned our respect, but continues to maintain it. You know, he never reported a false which you know, there were a lot story. of, and it was nuts. It's I mean, so we were in a group chat, like trying to figure out, you know, is the whole family dead or is it? Kobe is it nobody is yeah what's going on it was like because I mean there was everything from it was just Kobe and none of his family to all four of his daughters were in the crash which literally wouldn't make sense because one of his daughters is under a year old I believe like super young like it just wouldn't have made sense and so it was just a lot of like everybody just needs to chill out like the whole which roll which rolls into my beef of the week is this the have to be first news media that it's like, it doesn't matter if it's right, if it's wrong, if it's moral or if it's immoral, I have to be the first take that's out there so that I can get the clicks. And that shit just pisses me off so much. And I think you made a great point about Woj where he, I mean, he just respects the game. I mean, he respects the NBA. He respects how much Kobe meant to everybody in the NBA. And he personally, probably has had some relations with you know whether it's the laker locker room or kobe himself that you really cannot replicate yeah 
And I think that that, you know, that was some things that I wanted to mention was one, it hit even harder for that Lakers team because they were in the plane in the air, couldn't get service. And LeBron dropped down. The first thing that he sees is 76 text messages saying you hear about Kobe. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't even imagine what the whole Laker organization, Kobe's family, Kobe's friends, and the other families that were in that crash, what they're dealing with, all of that. Because did you read the report of kind of what went down off on TMZ? Like it was severe fog, and they basically the helicopter was like circling for a while, trying to let it clear, and then they went for it. I'm I'm paraphrasing this. If if you want to read the whole thing, um, you should just go find the TMZ article. But they were flying at a low altitude, and then made a a quick jump up like 800 feet, and then shortly after ended up crashing into a mountain, but they could not see anything. Well, the difference between a helicopter and an airplane is an airplane uses mostly computer technology and allows you to see without using your eyes a lot, right? They fly themselves. It's because they're the higher altitude. Essentially. Yeah. You need more, uh, you need like the human element to deal with all the variables when you're lower to the ground. Exactly. So you're essentially using only your eyes and the huge fog really, you know, had that overset. And I think that, you know, the reason that this tragedy hit so hard to so many people was Kobe is truly a version of the American dream. You know, dad, a service member, him himself going overseas, grinding from high school straight to the NBA and becoming what everybody like thought he could be and more. And, you know, he was the First in, last out of the gym. He was relentless. You know, the person who always was going to outwork you, who was always going to be confident in his abilities. And I think that, you know, the fact that you can do everything and achieve that. Here's the American dream, and it's so precious. But truly, your life is a whole different element. And I think that that's why it hit a ton of people here and especially like L.A. I mean, he was, mm-hmm. he is an icon in LA and always will be. Um, and I, I think they've, a lot of the stuff they've already been doing has been a pretty touching tribute. Uh, I wanted to touch on a few things that, uh, I had been hearing about some tributes in the NBA. There were obviously the, the eight second violations and the 24 second violations. And unfortunately, we had to see some of those players react live on TV with cameras right in their faces, which is not how that should have been done. But, no. That is today's day and age. Not that it's okay, but uh, that was very shitty. Especially in the Pro Bowl. I, I think that that was the that was point the, where they fell the most. Where they're like, Drew Brees, what did you th-? I'm like, stop. Just stop. Well, here's my thing. If that person has a personal relationship with them and they've already heard the news, I get it. They still don't want to be asked about it. That's like, fair. That, you know, like, I don't know. But many- people want to hear it. Sure. Yeah. People have been waiting on pins and needles for LeBron to finally reach out. And he just posted like an hour ago. And I think that people don't necessarily care. Like Drew Brees was like, yeah, I met him once. Yeah. He was like, I always heard he was a great guy, fierce competitor. But like, yeah. So then if you asked me what I thought about Kobe, I'd say the same thing. I I was literally thinking that earlier today. I was like, uh, because then they asked Lamar and he was like, well, I never met him, but I always heard he was awesome. And like, you know, obviously I, one of my role models, it's like, you could have picked anybody in the world, and that would have been the same type of reaction that you would have gotten. Especially that age group. Yeah. Um, but the NBA was very raw, and I love the 24 and 8 second 
uh, shot clock and, and backcourt violations in honor. Um, I, I did love the idea of in the all-star game wearing eights and 24s. Yeah. Um, and another one that I heard, which I, uh, I enjoyed a lot because a lot of people are like, change the logo to Kobe. I don't, or like change, um, you know, MVP trophy or change like Western Conference Finals trophy. I don't think you should already take somebody else's name away. Like if somebody else has already earned the mm-hmm. right. Um, but I did hear somebody say that the all-star game MVP trophy named after Kobe because he, it, it doesn't have a name and he was always such a fierce competitor. It didn't matter where, whether it was the all-star game or whether it was practice or game seven of the finals. Like, and he cared about the all-star game. So I thought that was a really good idea. So a lot of what I heard there was Kobe overshadows those people, but you don't necessarily want to just throw them under the bus. I don't think you should strip someone of a title that they rightfully earned. Let's have them play one-on-one. Well, they probably are right now. Most of those guys. I saw a comic uh, yesterday where it was the guy who's at the gates of heaven, you know, little angel halo above his head, looking at the book and he gets hit in the head with a basketball. And all of a sudden he yells Kobe and you know, it went right through his halo. And I thought that was a real good touch. That's touching. And yeah, I I didn't know much about Gigi, but everything that I've heard afterwards, one last thing, one last thing I will say I've I've truly loved the all the stories that have surfaced now um, that you know, I've either forgotten about or didn't know about. Um, we just saw one right before, at least I did. The um, oh Gordon Hayward on Kobe's final game. Uh, Kobe was at fifty nine. He was shooting a free throw to get to sixty and was about to be pulled out. Gordon Hayward on purpose committed a lane violation just in case Kobe missed that sixtieth point. Just in case he missed that free throw, Gordon Hayward stepped in the lane early so that they would have to reshoot it and he would have another chance. Wow. And he was on the oppo- like he was on the opposing team losing and went out of his way to make sure that that happened. Gordon Hayward has that 200 IQ. Yeah. No, oh, absolutely. I mean just I mean that's all class. All class from Gordon Hayward there. Yeah. Small things like that go a long way. I think that, you know, you can never overcount those things and there's some things that you just can't even account for, uh, for example, Trey Young. You know, he was the first player to have a 45-point triple-double uh, with under 25 field goal attempts since Kobe Bryant did in 2006. I mean, specifically against the Washington Wizards, so that's a little bit of a cherry-picking stat, but he wore number eight specifically for this game. He yeah. shot 24 shots, shot 81 for, 81% from the free throw line. Yeah. Wild. It's crazy. Wild. It's truly crazy. Um, so... We'll go ahead and move on from all that. Mm. I thought all this, everything that's been going out, everything that's been getting out there has been really nice. Um, so what is your beef of the week? Pregnancy pictures. Okay. So I've just been seeing it a lot on my timeline that here's my two months, here's my four months, here's my six months, here's my eight months. Let me tell you, nobody gives a flying shit how fat you've gotten over your cat. Your kid. Well, guess what? Guess what's coming next? The baby monthly pictures. It goes the other way out. I can understand that a little bit more. There's just a like. I get being proud of your body. I get being excited that you're having this child with the person that you love. I get all of that, and I get wanting to have those pictures 
for that memory. But the fact that people are posting so often and I get to see every single stretch and ache and extension of your body is just gross to me. I don't need that. Well, it's not your body. It's not anyone else's either. And so they shouldn't be subjected to it. Fair enough. I don't know. I'm not like a big, like I'm sure, are you on Instagram? Is that where you're seeing this? I mean, well, I don't have a Facebook, so essentially, yeah. 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 I mean, I see this shit on there. I don't, what? It's not my, I just ignore it. Cause that's I've just seen am, such but... a plethora of them and I like, Hey, I am cool with like you announcing and like, here's my first start and here's my end. I'm fine with you like the scrape, comparison. You got to scrape every last bit of content you can out of having a kit. It's kit, small town clout. Kids yeah. are just content machines. Yep. That's all they are. Small town clout. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and move on to my lifestyle. Go ahead. As I said, my beef of the week earlier, uh, my lifestyle just kind of goes what we were saying earlier, but I mean, I think this, it was a lot of clarity, clarity for me this week. Um, just enjoy life. Enjoy what you're doing. Just compete and, uh, and don't, like, don't give up. I don't know. I, I don't want to, like, try to get motivational or, like, try to give you all these punchy, like, bumper sticker type things, but, um, all this stuff just kind of made me realize what's important in life. And I mean, was, if you had to give me a bumper sticker, what would it be? It would be the, uh, coexist with all the, that's your for you, you know. Oh, okay. Playing to your crowd. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so my lifestyle tip is a very coming of old age thing here. Grocery store reward cards. Mm. If you have one close to you, sign up to it. There's no reason that you shouldn't. It helps in both gas and and just going in and getting those daily deals. Like it doesn't hurt you at all. You just like throw it on your key ring or put it in your wallet. No big deal. For sure. I, I save like 40 cents. The other day. On gas? Yeah. Okay. I was like, that's not much when you're buying groceries. No, but no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. On gas. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, every time I go into the grocery store and scan it, I save at least a dollar, if not more. Oh yeah. I save a lot, especially at Gerbs and Hy-Vee both. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Yeah. You got a what the feed for the people? Oh, absolutely. So my what the feed is a dad who recorded his young child, um, so essentially he just recorded his baby son every day. Um, I don't necessarily know the age range, but the child can't crawl yet. And I mean, it's everything from a sneeze to a, ah, and a goo. And he literally cut it up and put it together and played thunderstruck with all the sounds of his child. And it's awesome. It's just fantastic. I don't have a good way to play that over the mic. But we'll, just, we'll tweet it out. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. So you are okay with it, with like baby pictures and stuff, as long as they make content that's more angled towards you. As long as the child is out of the fucking womb, buddy. What if they, I don't know, I guess the pregnant belly doesn't really make much noise, so he couldn't really, um, I'll just move on to my what the feed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware, but there's some shit going down in China right now. And it's not a beer, it's a coronavirus. I, I'm glad you mentioned it, honestly. Um, and if you haven't heard, 5 million people left Wuhan before China quarantined the city to contain the coronavirus. Don't quote us on the pronunciation of the name of that town. Yeah, I mean, it, well... They, it's spelled W-U-H-A-N. They said that it was on lockdown and before that they could 
actually like put the forces there to keep the city in. People were like deuces and just dipped. Yeah, as people are going to do. I mean, it, if I'm that person, it makes sense. But for everyone else, fuck you. Yeah, there's been, as of today, 81 deaths, 2,700 cases have been reported. That's how many have been reported. And the virus has spread to 13 countries. Five confirmed cases in the U.S. I'm so fucking excited. Can you tell? Statistically, it's not that bad. I, I will say that. Currently, oh, now you're a fucking mathematician all of a sudden? I saw a relevancy chart the other day of death versus infection rate. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's above the flu, but it's not something like H1N1 that we Yet. saw. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. It's a very fair point. Yeah, my public health my emergency preparedness professor emailed us about it like literally a week ago. Yeah. So it really hasn't been in the news that long. Well, are you ready to get your tinfoil hat on? Fuck, I guess. So my conspiracy corner for the week is just a little fun fact for everybody. Is This article was posted the 22nd of February, 2017. A maximum security biolab opened a few years ago in, where do you think? China. Where at in China? The uh-huh. same place? Yep. Exactly. So it is maximum security, like I said, poised to be the world's most dangerous pathogens place of study. Awesome. I'm so comfortable. Doesn't that make you just feel a lot more relaxed about the whole situation? Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm going to sleep so easy tonight. Last night, I literally, one last Kobe thing real quick, because I literally stayed up. I had Kobe dreams last night. I couldn't sleep. I stayed up till 2.30 in the morning, and I just my brain was just running situations. And it's just because... <laughs> Pick and roll. No, not, not in-game. Jump hook. Not in-game situations. That would have been funny, though. If I was like, man, that Kobe fade away. Like, just dreaming about it. Yeah. Um, no, I was sitting there because in the public eye, especially as of recently, he was just a dad. Like, he was a great dad. Um and not a cheesy dad either. No, a great dad. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. And I'm very thankful for my dad and, and everything he's done for me. But it made me think of, they probably boarded that plane, or that helicopter, excuse me. And somebody was probably nervous about the fog. And Kobe was like, calmed him down. He's probably like, no, it's it's good. We're fine. Everything's going to be fine. Just sit back and enjoy it. I mean, I'm going to listen to Kobe Bryant. Uh, no. And yeah. that's the type of, like, he's a leader. He probably just alpha the room, or alpha the helicopter and was just like, this is everything's gonna be fine. This is what's gonna go on. This is what we're gonna do. And then, like that, just like tore me up. Okay, but that's now I have a new thing to think about all night while I'm staring at my ceiling till two a.m. and Gordo's chewing on a bone. Do you have a what the feed? I do have a what? The, no, I already gave my what the feed. That was my five million people. Right. My, my Google this. Go ahead. Is NFL Twitter. Okay. So if you guys haven't seen this, a hacking group out of the Saudi hacker group today hacked 15 NFL Twitter accounts, <laughs> 15 of them, including the Niners and the chiefs. And they would tweet out like, this is how easy it is to be hacked. And they just went around and, and tweeted it out. And it, I mean, it was just like in the blink of an eye. They just took all of those over. Honestly, what is the most destructive thing that they could have tweeted? They, I mean, I don't know what's like in the drafts or if they, I, one with Kaepernick is up there. Kaepernick. Yeah. 
Like, they could have seriously gotten on the 49ers thing and, like, tweeted out that they were signing Colin Kaepernick and, like, just seen the turmoil that would have went, which it shouldn't be, but, you know, people would have freaked out. Um, Clay Travis would have been all over that. That would have been right up his alley. Don't Um, get me started. But they just did, uh, I'm trying to think, a lot of them, I'll just pull up, an NFL reporter made a thread of, like, a lot of the screenshots um, so the chiefs, the chiefs one in particular said, hi, we're back. Our mine is, is the group. Um, we're here to show people that everything is hackable to improve your account security. Contact us <laughs> and they put their email What a promo! and they said, uh, for our security services visit and they put their website and they said to follow them on Twitter and let's get hashtag our mind back trending on Twitter. Um, but yeah, there was, there was a lot of them. This guy put up, I mean, the Packers, they hacked. NFL, like at NFL. Who's the Chiefs player that went to the Browns? Kareem Hunt. Like, we're re-signing Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I mean, he just got pulled over with weed in his car. Yeah, I um, mean, that would have been fantastic. But it was just it was just silly because they literally just took over everyone and were like, yeah, like follow us if you want security tips. Not a bad move. I know. <laughs> yeah, you got to Google this? Yeah, um, I Google this. It's Charles Hatfield. Like so, Hatfield and McCoy? Yeah. H-A-T-F-I-E-L-D. And he was alive in 1915. And he convinced the town of San Diego. Mm. Uh, philosophers say that it means a whale's vagina. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Look it up. Okay. Uh, Great reference to a very <laughs> relevant movie right now. <laughs> so... The town of San Diego. <laughs> you can't even get I, I know. I'm just thinking about a whale's vagina. Um, paid him $10,000 because he said that he could create rainfall using a secret mix of chemicals. They do, they do that over in like the UAE. Well, explain. They, so there's a, there's a certain chemical. They basically, they fly it in. It's super fucking expensive. Of course. But they fly it in, they like dump it up in the air and it's able to create clouds and generate rain. It's like safe. They only do it in like extreme droughts when they really yeah. need it. Also, they have oil money, so they can basically do whatever. But yeah, they, they do something similar to that. I'm not sure if that's what he was saying. Well, he actually like considered himself an alchemist from what I can tell. Mm, that's, you know. People, a lot of people who've claimed that have uh, gone on to very successful careers. You know, that's true. <laughs> that's true. that's very. They true. haven't died from like mercury poisoning or anything like that. Well, shout out Ron L. Hubbard. You know, no biggie. Um, he got paid 10k in 1915, a lot of fucking money. Uh, said that he could end their drought, and a few days later, um, was the f- town's worst flood of the 20th century. So just lucky, potentially, or. He was on that technology that you alchemist. just mentioned. Yeah, like back when planes were seven years old or something like that. Doesn't matter. Fair enough. There's a will, there's a way. That's true. Uh, just got to have the determination to mm-hmm. make it rain. <laughs> and then then it'll rain. Just like Kawhi. For sure. Uh, I do have a quick SAP MDB. Oh, I got two of them. Okay. Mine is the McMillions uh, mini doc that's going to come out on HBO. Wow. If you, I'm honestly a little surprised because I thought we were going to have at least one of the same ones, but that's not any of mine. Go ahead. Sorry. So this is about um, the McDonald's monopoly scandal that took place the last quarter of the 20th century. Into It was like it ended in 01, but 
Uh, I read about it about a year ago, and I'm I'm super excited to see where this goes because this involves a fuck ton of people. It ruined a bunch of people's lives, but essentially this guy was just stealing ruined whose lives? The people who accepted it. Okay, that's a little because they didn't yeah. they didn't do anything and. They basically just accepted this money when their minds are like, oh, free money. Um, and then it, it fucked them over bad. And I'm, I'm interested to see like kind of more in depth that way. Cause when I read about it, it mainly just followed the guy and what he did. Um, I think Uncle Jerry is his, is like his alias of what he went by. Uh, gonna I be great. Right. Gonna be great. Right. HBO never misses, by the way. So very excited. So we'll continue on that yeah. for my first one. It's not TV, it's HBO. Agreed. The Outsider. Yeah. Well, I mean, we mentioned this last week, but you weren't ready. I I really still don't know what's going on. I don't think anybody that Stephen King does. It's continually growing and getting better. For sure. Even though the, the first episode was insane. I think that they had to do a one and two. Yeah, because the first one was just mm-hmm. too... Like, nobody would have been able to wait a week. Like they would have been driving themselves insane. Well, either you give up on it or yeah, yeah, you're absolutely losing your mind. Like if I would have heard, like if they just would have done episode one, I'm sure on social media I would have heard like, just wait until episode two comes out and watch them back to back, which is dumb. People do that. People wait and binge everything. Yeah, no, that's fair. So for my second SAP MDV, I want you to give your concerns synopsis Mm -hmm. and review of detective pikachu that's my in-depth review no i mean it was something it's definitely not up my alley oh that's for sure Um, i thought that like visually they did a pretty good job with a lot of the graphics and stuff i was surprised about how good the pokemon looked i i don't know like how big their budget was but like, they didn't really have any A-list actors besides Ryan Reynolds. Like, that was their one. Mm-hmm. So, Which was the voice actor for yeah. 90% of the movie, Yeah, so, like, they probably... 99% of the movie. Yeah. Um, like, they probably didn't have to pay him a ton. So, I'm sure, they're like, their their acting budget wasn't that high. But their, their like, visual effects budget mm-hmm. had to be really high. And you're gonna, obviously going to get that big. Like, they knew they were going to cover it because there are those loyal, loyal Pokemon followers who are just going to watch it no matter what. Oh, for what. sure. And I, probably watched it three times. Whenever I was a kid, I went and saw all the Pokemon movies. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they probably covered up... It, if you like Pokemon, yeah. If, if you're just looking for a movie to watch... Do you think that's the difference? Because I... No. I because have I think some... it was actually a bad movie. Like, there were there was, like, some of the acting and some of the, the like, small plot holes that... I mean, granted, I was yeah. looking for them, but... Like it's not a, it's not a crazy enough movie. Sometimes you have movies that are like they'll draw you in so much that you'll just overlook a plot hole. Like it's mm-hmm. not that important. This one wasn't like that. I think that they nailed all the Pokemon aspects because they were really trying to hone that fan base. Yeah. You, well, you don't want to piss them off doing that, right? I they're mean, they're not going to be bad. They're going to be like, well, this actor didn't really do a good job, and there was just like one plot hole. They're like, no, the Pikachu was like perfect and did all the moves right. Like, that's what they're going to exactly. be. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you watched it with me. You s- listened and saw me. Like, that's a wrong move. That is the right move. Yeah. Uh, you know, that is that Pokemon. That is that one. This is how You're they like, Oh, that one actually looks great. Like, they did a good job doing I'm like, right. well, I'm like, that one looks like a turtle with an onion on its back, bro. <laughs> like, what the fuck? How is that a thing? I do think that early on, a lot of them were, I'm hungry. What's my favorite animal? Yeah. 
And mm-hmm. the and the my biggest beef with Pokemon is they took the biggest out when they're like, let's just have them only be able to say their name. Like Pikachu can never have dialogue. It's just Pikachu. I mean, what does your dog say? He barks. He doesn't say fucking Gordo. Or he doesn't say like he doesn't say like Golden Doodle. Do you he, just want them to bark? It's it is completely different. Like this is an animated series. We're not talking about real life, Alec. Don't get lost in the Poke world. I, what what do you expect them to say? Well, like there's other animated shit where they like are actually saying stuff. So you want them all to be able to talk at all times? I think the more evolved ones should be able to. Okay, that's fair. That there are some of them that are like genetically, yeah, like like a more well, okay. So the one that the one that was made by man language. can talk, can talk basically, Telepathically. and then the rest of them are just like no, completely different. I mean, the other telepathic ones can definitely convey what they want. I guess I don't, we're breaking down Detective Peach, Pikachu way too much. <laughs> That was that was the in-depth review. Okay. A few I mean, months late, too. That happened, like, this summer. Yeah. I mean, they hit a lot of the canon. They did. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that uh, I definitely overlooked, the Grammys and the Pro Bowl. I yeah. mean, probably the worst timing for those two things to be going on. Like, I, I, I tweeted out, I was like, who the fuck even cares about the Pro Bowl right now? Like, the players definitely didn't. They don't before, and then let alone have an icon tragically leave and, you know, all those other people. It's just How do you fix that? You don't. I mean, that was just the worst time. I think oh, it's just oh. the way that the game is. Well, you, what you do is more to where, like, baseball had it. It's in the middle of the season, and it actually means something. So the team that won the AL versus the NL, they got home field advantage in the playoffs. And like the in the that doesn't mean World enough. Series, but then they would actually try. The few players who are in contention try. I don't think that you're going to be able to get like the actual Pro Bowl in the NFL. I don't think you're going to be able to get that to matter. But I do think you can get skills challenges and things like that to matter, where you offer real incentives and you offer like an actual competition of let's run forties. Whoever wins, hundred k. Like, let's do a bench off, and whoever wins gets this amount. Like, let's do a seven-on-seven where – because they're going to want to do seven-on-sevens more than they're going to want to actually play contact. I think a seven-on-seven would honestly probably be a little bit more entertaining. Yeah. And it's like, okay, and then your offensive line, we're like, well, I'm left out. Like, well, we'll do some strength shit, and we'll do some other stuff to make make you involved as well. I would like that a lot better. Yeah. Because nobody tackles. It honestly, to me, just seems like a battle of coaches. Of who's going to run a better play. It's And this kind of happens in the NBA All-Star game where it's like, Buddy. hold on, let me finish my sentence. So this happens in the NBA All-Star game where like one guy gets hot and then everybody just kind of lets him go off. So like Melo will get Disagree. hot. Melo gets hot. Like Michael Thomas. Like they literally threw him a ball and nobody even tackled him. He ran into the end zone. Like they didn't even try. I just disagree. Because okay. the fact that they rotate the players – the way that they do in the NFL Pro Bowl doesn't necessarily equate. It's more scheduled than it is be- right. because you have to, it. The game is so much more in depth. There's 11 people on field. You have to practice with basically your group more to get in rhythm. Whereas basketball, five guys out there, you can throw them in at any point in time. Baseball, 
you can interchange the players at any point in time. It's not going to change the game. Whereas if you put two offensive linemen out there that haven't been communicating with each other all week, which they probably could, but it still is going to throw it off more. Which just leads to more injuries and yeah. unfortunately and nobody is wants to the get, root of the problem. Nobody wants to get injured. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, that's truly the root is because the injury severity in the NFL can be so much more. Well, yeah, and there, there's only, I mean, yeah, there, it's just like the there's a the risk isn't worth the reward. Oh, yeah, and yeah. you could tell with the running backs running that they truly were going yeah. three-quarter speed at most. I, I think you just, the best way to do it is just either do a seven-on-seven seven and increase your skills challenges or I don't know. And it's also tough when you have guys like, like the two best tight ends in the league weren't there. Like one of the best quarterbacks in the league wasn't there. Like there was a lot of a lot of high profile guys that weren't there because they're in the Super Bowl or they decide to sit out because it doesn't mean anything. Speaking of the Super Bowl, do we want to get into some of that, some of the the headlines, some of the that'd be reactions. great. I really didn't have any more Pro Bowl takes. Okay, yeah, I I was done talking about that trash of a game. Um, did you see them enter tonight? What? So they announced the teams. They had them in like a concourse and they entered in before they did the media stuff. Did you see like what they were wearing and everything? It was very busy tonight. You need to my gambling. You need to look it up because it looks like both teams were dressed like they were going to a celebrity rehab. (laughs) (laughs) So they were all dressed as uh, like all white plush robes that said like you know Super Bowl Fifty Four on it with like hoods. Look very comfy, like slippers. Like it was like okay, we're going to our comfort place and we're going to get you out of here and you'll be a better person. I just imagined like an even extremer version of the Charlie Sheen Hawaiian polo. Well, that's what Andy Reid was wearing. But everybody else was wearing these like white plush robe looking things that I was just like, why? I, I don't know. I guess they think it looks classy and it, it does to a certain degree, but it, it's not. A robe? A robe will literally never look classy. Look it up. I don't care. Okay, well then, so your argument doesn't matter. It's a robe. Do you understand how you're talking about it? Have you ever seen a Versace robe that Conor McGregor wears? Yeah, that's fucking classy. It's a bed linen, essentially. It is classy when you do it. Would you wear it out? Yeah, Travis Kelsey wore one to uh, the AFC Championship game. I'll retract for my respect with Travis Kelsey. Okay. Glad we're on the same page there. Um, another storyline that kind of broke, uh, late last week, Patrick Mahomes and Peyton Manning ran the same 40 time in the combine. So I looked up late last week is inaccurate, but sure. I looked up, um, sometime last week after we did the pod, um, I looked up a few quarterbacks, 40 times Alec, and I wanted you to guess if it's higher or lower than Patrick Mahomes 40 time of four, eight, four, eight, like even. 48 even is what Patrick Mahomes and Peyton Manning both ran. Okay. All right. Kirk Cousins, higher or lower? Higher. He ran a 4.84. So correct. Good job. Big Ben. Higher. 4.75. He ran a faster 40 time than Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Um, Drew Brees. Higher. 4.83. Correct. He ran, a, he ran a slower time. Derek Carr. Higher. Four six nine, okay, almost a tenth of a second faster. I expected to get that one wrong. Aaron Rodgers, lower. Four seven one, 
Last one, Philip Rivers. Higher. He ran a 508. Three for two. That's not bad. Some of those are pretty. Big Ben's was the most surprising. Your list was a little racist, but it's fine. It's literally just the first suggested ones that came up when I searched Peyton Manning 40 time. I was just like, oh, wow, these are so all So Google's racist is what you're saying. Yeah. They're like, oh, old white quarterbacks. Including Patrick Mahomes. Interesting. I didn't Google him. It was Peyton Manning. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I knew his was, uh, I just knew his and Peyton's were the same because everybody was saying that. Um, so, yeah, there's, is there any other Super Bowl storylines that you've been paying attention to? I mean, I would like to go ahead and get into our Super Bowl bets and what we would do, but I do have a couple of quick what do you thinks here. Um, what do you think Deshaun Watson's 40 time was? Four six four. Very close. Four point six six. Wow. Like wow. Jesus Christ. At Lamar Jackson. Four four three. Four four three. Well, you had all the numbers right in the wrong order. Damn it. He ran a four three. Four three four. Yeah. Damn. Isn't that insane? That's a little faster than I thought. I knew he was fucking fast. Who is the quarterback for... Cam Newton. I, that's not who I was going to search. I wanted the Bills one and the... Josh Allen. And the Giants one. Sam Darnold. No. Uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Uh, I have no clue on his. I'm just going to say 491. Josh Allen, I'm going to say 478. Jesus Christ. Josh Allen. You said 478? Yeah. 4.76. Damn it. Daniel Jones. You said a 491? Yeah. 481. So close. That's insane, honestly. Like, I am really impressed by... 40 times. They, I love them. Do you have a knack for this? What is that baseball movie where the guy, it has um, Clint Eastwood in it, where he can just hear the, like, pitch come in, and it's like, that's what it is. Is that uh, Trouble with a Curve? I think it is. That's the only Clint Eastwood baseball movie I can think of. It's like his daughter, he's a scout, and his daughter's trying to take care of That's exactly yeah. what it is, yeah. I had to Google it just to make sure. You're exactly right, yeah. I'm on fire. You are. Honestly, <laughs> let's get into these like Super Bowl bets. Let's go. Well, real quick, I did want to mention Philip Rivers and the Chargers are parting ways. I don't know if you saw that. Officially? Officially? Yeah. He's moved his family to Florida. They like cut him. He's no more. Like He's a free agent. And he's not going to retire. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to try to get a job, but I have no clue. It's going to be the be... best backup ever. Oh, it's going to be so sad. Honestly, do you think that he would help Jameis? Jameis is a free agent as well. Yeah, but I think that I think he's found a home. I don't. I actually, I do think they're kind of similar, in a weird way of like, I don't know. I think I think Philip Rivers' mind is a lot better than his ability to throw the ball. Yeah, and I think that Jameis is the exact opposite. But I think they're, I think they're like locker room interactions are going to be similar in a weird way. Like both kind of awkwardy, like they're, they're leaders, but they're kind of awkward. Um, I think if the Chargers like they have a half lobster and not a whole lobster. And so they can't share it. Crab legs. Yeah. But 
yeah, similar type of deal. I think if the Chargers were smart, they would sign Teddy Bridgewater, but I hope they don't. Or Keenan Allen. Um, real quick, I'm just going to go through potential free agents. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Phillip Rivers, Teddy Bridgewater, Ryan Tannehill, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. If the Cowboys land a huge free agent signing, it's going to get me a little pumped. What if the Cowboys were like, we're done with Dak, we're going with Phil? No. Well, that's a very Cowboys move. That, that would be awesome. That would be a very Cowboys move. Um, I think more realistically, they go with... I think they're going to sign Dak to a fucking monster contract. What if they go with Teddy or if they sign Drew Brees? I don't think Drew's going to leave because um, I, I I think him and Sean Payton are really, really close. But Jerry Jones will drop that bag on him. Oh, he would. Yeah, somebody should realistically go after Teddy Bridgewater because he fucking balled out for five games. I think he had nine touchdowns, two interceptions, five and zero. Oh. He played for the Vikings, Saints. Well, he was drafted by the Vikings, and then he had that injury. But he played a couple games for him, right? He, yeah, like a season or two. Right, and I don't remember him being terrible. No, I remember he wasn't. the rest of the Vikings being terrible. Yeah, that was like their post AP. Like, weren't really sure what they were doing. Like, their defense was okay. It was I think weird... he's a better Fitzmagic. Interesting. I'm not really sure who I would compare him to, but he, he did a great job this season, so he should definitely make some money. Um, all right, let's get into our bets. Yeah. So we have um, our Super Bowl pick for spread in the total, mm-hmm. and then we have three prop bets for you guys. Indeed. Okay. Do you want to start or you want me to start? I will go ahead. I'm going to take Kansas City on the line as well as the over on 54 okay. and a half. And Kansas City is minus one and a half. I think I, we both knew we were going to agree there. Yeah. That's both I, I where agree. we want to go. I, we uh, both knew beforehand. Like, yeah. It sucked, but we knew we were yeah. going to agree on That's that. where we're going. Okay. Unfortunately, Chandler did not follow through with his bet this week. I understand. I, I, I've done the same thing. So I can yeah. I understand me, how heavy that hits well, the I'm next push, morning. I'm pushing the content off until after the Super Bowl. We'll That's be fine. there'll be a little stretch there in between the Super Bowl and March Madness and the XFL, like all mm-hmm. right in there. Yeah. I'm gonna try to hit that sweet spot and that's when I'm gonna do the punishment. You got a lot of drinking to do. Yeah. Three different episodes. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> or one really bad episode. I I will allow that. I okay. will allow that. All right. Well I'm gonna give my first prop bet. Uh I, I heard you whispering something similar to this. I'm gonna go First touchdown, Kansas City, Travis Kelsey, plus 350. I looked at that. I don't agree. I think if if the Chiefs get the ball in the in the red zone and they're passing it, I think he's going to do some damage. The linebackers can't cover him. I, I think that there's a high potential for it, but I do think that it will be a running back or a long bomb. And so I think that that excludes Travis Kelsey. But go ahead and hit me with your second one. My second one, Kansas City total over 27 and a half yeah and i think that that falls right in line with mine because mine is kansas city over the first and second half mm. 13 and a half they just have to score two touchdowns in each, each half. half yeah that's what i'm saying Come on, i'm buddy. like four yeah. tu- i'm like four touchdowns we've been on a roll lately that that's like silly. i know they're it's the absurd. number one defense whatever yada yada like that defensive coordinator is not ready for this it. Is, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. This is the best quarterback in the NFL right now, mm-hmm. playing in the biggest game mm-hmm. with the most dangerous weapons. Shit's going to go down. 
I'm, I just know it. Uh, my last prop bet is um, Kansas City to convert a fourth down. Minus, one. minus 105. So it's, it's, I saved it to last because odds aren't really that great, but I do think that at some point in time, Andy Reid's known to go for a fourth and short. And, you know, when we're a little bit out of Harrison Bucker's range, I think that's, that's one that you could lay some money on for sure. I don't think that's a bad pick. Um, my last one is going to be will the first team to score win the game? And I picked no. Oh. Because I do believe that the 49ers will score for score first, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, regardless, they will score first well, because the, the Chiefs aren't a good first quarter team. And I don't know how um, that's very true. The Chiefs are not, um, but they are a great second quarter team, yeah. which is where you'll get your two touchdowns. Um, and I do know the fact that if the Chiefs win the toss, they will defer to the second half. They're not going to accept oh, 100%. the ball. So that's, um, you know. And I don't know what the Niners have been doing. I don't know if they've been deferring. But, uh, you know, if, if Kansas City wins the toss, then the Niners will have the ball first. Right. Uh, I was going to put a coin toss like it was like heads or tails. But I know a lot. it's a weird coin. The coin is not just a quarter or a normal. It's not something you can just hop it's on. It's not like U.S. That. Mint. You know, it's not something. It's not a normal coin to flip. So I'm not going to pick heads or tails. It's not standard <laughs> issue. They're going to make something special that's going to say, like, L-I-V on one side and have, like, fucking NFL logo on the other, and I don't want to bet on that coin. That coin is fucked. What an American position to take. Fuck that coin. Is it fucking Monopoly money? What do we... It's a commie. Yeah. That coin is a commie. For sure. I, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. That's fair. If yeah. I can't put it in a pop machine, I don't trust it. Well, you could probably put it in a pop machine. It's gonna be this fucking big. Probably serve as a dollar. Okay. How you much? Know, how much do you think those? Are, they probably all go to the Hall of Fame, don't they? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I was gonna ask how much those are worth, but they don't. They probably don't have a value for them because none of them have been up sold. Yeah, they probably don't make very many of them. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. There's so many fucking Super Bowl bets that I can't find this. Who's the first team to score? And I was really trying to find the line so I could tell everybody. Uh, uh, I, I looked at that earlier, but I also scrolled to the bottom, so I'm not going to be any much help. Uh, minus, no. Well, the first team that scores win the game, plus 130 for no. Okay. Yeah, so it's a plus bet. All right, so uh, that does it for this week. Um, next week, you'll be hearing from us. We'll be, be uh, really happy or really sad. I think if you're here, I would like to record as soon as possible after the game. Yeah, that would be great. And honestly... Get live... Even if it's just a, a small chunk, get a live reaction of what happened. I know that we agreed once, but uh, honestly, I've kind of been on fucking fire. Today hasn't been hot for me. I'm going to be honest. I went you've, even you've today. You've been on a little gambling streak, so... It's been kind of crazy. Yeah, be on the lookout. I have not had a negative day for over a week. That's seven days, folks. And I have gambled every single one of those days. Bet Just the board. So. Don't be scared. Bet the board. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Sneak out. Love you.